Hello, everyone, and welcome to Irish on Tap, a podcast about your Notre Dame fighting Irish. Today, we are back here. It is NFL Draft Week. We have around 12 to 13 guys that look to hear their name called in this week's NFL Draft. Today, we are joined by one of them. First and foremost, let me get our co-host Ethan Wiles on, and then we're going to go ahead and bring our guest on the show. Ethan, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to get this guest uh, going. We had uh, a great opportunity to get him on, and here we are. So let's introduce him. Yeah, absolutely. So today we are joined by a man who finished his career in South Bend with over 170 tackles. This man played in 45 games for the Fighting Irish and was a part of three 10-win seasons, as well as a key contributor to Notre Dame's 2018 college football qualifying team. This man plays with a tenacity that cannot be matched. He's played his last game for the Fighting Irish and now looks to hear his name called in the 2020 NFL Draft. Irish on tap listeners, I present to you Asmar Bilal. Asmar, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Hey, could, couldn't be better. We got an episode here with uh, one of our guys from the past few seasons, one of our favorite players uh, here on the Notre Dame defense. And, you know, a little bit of a weird time here with sports being down, not a lot of interaction going on, not a lot of movement, pro days and stuff like that being canceled. But one thing that is bright and it is this week is that NFL draft and something that we know you've been training very hard for. So take us into real quick what basically has been going on the last few months with getting ready for this draft due to the COVID-19. You know, gyms are shutting down, pro days are canceled. How have these last few months been for you? Yeah, um, it's been a, it's been a crazy time. I certainly did not expect to be battling COVID and what this virus has brought uh, for this for this draft. But uh, it's it's been it's been it's been challenging, like you said, uh, finding spaces to like work out and stuff. So I don't know. It just has brought a lot of other difficulties to just this draft process altogether. But are you interested in the way that they've shifted to this year's draft with it being virtual? Are you kind of excited for it? Are you interested to see what they're gonna do? More or less, are you excited to be in the draft class that potentially could be the only virtual draft? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting in a sense. I mean, I'm surely blessed to be a part of this draft experience. But um, I don't know, just the uncertainty of it all is certainly brings something to the table. But I'm interested to see how it all turns out and, yeah, how this draft goes and how scouts and teams go about drafting people with What's the plan for you? Family, food, all that kind of stuff going on? Nothing. I'll just I'll just be home. parents, brothers. I'll just be at home watching. Oh yeah. I was gonna say it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting this year with it being completely virtual. I wonder how many extra hats are gonna have to get printed just you know so that people have the right you know the right teams, the right hats to throw on for the ESPN cutaway. It's gonna be very interesting to see. But we will we will stray away from the negativity. Let's get back to the positive side. So coming into Notre Dame, you left Ben Davis High School. You're, you know, you're an Indy native. Notre Dame probably was always in the back of your mind, but you had 21 offers coming out of high school. What made you settle on Notre Dame as the school that you wanted to you know, further your football career at? Um, I think Notre Dame as a university is just, I mean, it's, it's different. Like it provides the best of both worlds. Like you get like great academics, prestigious academic, and then you get great football and for itself historically. And I think that was up and, and that's what made it a great decision for me, as well as like being close to home. Like I always, I wanted to stay close to home so my family and stuff could come to all the games and home games and stuff. So Notre Dame just ended up being the perfect, perfect choice for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're able to stay home close. And even, you know, when you have those road away games, Notre Dame's always on TV. So for the games that, say perhaps your family's not able to travel to, 
you have that national television exposure to where they'll be able to watch all of your games. Leading into the NFL draft, one of the biggest things, especially um, for players, is that is that pro day. It's, it's one of your last opportunities to showcase to the NFL scouts what you have in your workout repertoire. I'm always um, of the mindset that, you know, your film is really the true resume, the true testament and the, and the football player that you are. But the scouts and everyone else likes to see the measurables and how you test. With the pro day being canceled for Notre Dame, did you run, um, you know, your own pro pro day type workout in front of scouts? Um, no. So like uh, with the COVID, like scouts were suspended indefinitely from coming out and seeing players as well as like the personal invites and stuff, like the local days and like hosting all those things. So I was never ever officially able to. Last time I probably saw a scout was like a practice when they were come to practice so unfortunately i haven't been able to like broadcast or showcase any of my like raw strengths or anything in front of a in front of a scout but for me what happened so uh, our pro day was scheduled for april 1st and with the covid thing like everything was like shutting down quickly so my agent haphazardly just had Annapolis. he came he had me come down to ben davis the day before they closed down the city so uh, he contacted the superintendent and he okayed that i come down and be able to test on the field so yeah just here as i've been in like uh notre dame i just when he called me i just went down to i drove down to indy and literally just tested tested that same day just haphazardly and we just went through all the drills before the school shut down at least you were able to kind of beat the buzzer on that and somewhat get a workout in because i've seen i think really like the move or what a lot of guys have been doing and what i've seen a lot we've seen how big twitter is um they're doing the workouts and then i see you know reporters saying that they're sending it out to teams and stuff like that which is all good but the thing that i guess is the weirdest part from the nfl standpoint is they're just so used to meeting you guys and like getting to know you guys before the draft. And I think that's like the one thing that'll be interesting. But I think as far as your resume goes, I mean, the amount of film that you have here from Notre Dame and, you know, your stats and all that stuff, I think you're going to be in a pretty good position. But one thing I will say is I, I and I mentioned it in my article for the ONTAP Sports, and I do think that you would have been, you know, would have been very beneficial had you have been able to get your 40 off because I think you would have had a really good time. You're very quick sideline to sideline always in the backfield, making a lot of plays. So I'm excited to see uh, what team take a, takes a chance on you here in this NFL draft. But I got to ask you, yeah. what do you think that you bring to an NFL franchise in this upcoming draft? Um, I think uh, I think I bring a lot of things to the table. Uh, I think for me, like going on to a team, like you get someone that's worked really hard, that fits well in a program, and like ultimately that's consistent in his work, that loves the game, and yeah, goes out there and plays to the best of its ability. I feel like ultimately the effort and what you put into it is like the, the best thing that you can offer. And I feel like that's something that I bring to an NFL team. Uh-huh. So with that being said, what were some of your favorite NFL players growing up or perhaps your favorite NFL team? Growing up for me, I never really had a, a favorite player, like a favorite. Like I was, uh, I'm from Indianapolis, so my, my team always been the Colts. So like if I had a favorite player, it'd probably just be, someone on the coach like uh Bob Sanders, uh Marvin Harrison, like Gary Brackett, I don't know, like some Peyton Manny, like those are the guys like I always rooted for the hometown guys. So, what yeah, are your thoughts? Yeah. What are your thoughts on Philip Rivers joining the Colts? Yeah, I I, I don't really know. Uh I certainly was wasn't a Philip Rivers fan before, but 
I mean, <laughs> he's a part of the team now, so I hope it works out well. I support the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things, though, but that's like the going rate. That's like the going rate for a starting quarterback. You know, that twenty that 25 mil range, they, they really backed up the Brinks truck. But I've heard some rumblings that they might be going after uh, Jordan Love or one of the – one of the younger quarterbacks here that's going to be available in the draft. It's going to be interesting to see. It's kind of a top-heavy draft with a lot of the skill positions. There are a lot mm-hmm. of um, receivers and DBs. I mean, they, we, you hear that every year, and it kind of sounds a little generic, but I feel like the wide receivers and DBs is is real heavy in this draft. But the linebackers, the edge rushers, those are always you know the guys that are the most athletic available in the draft, I would say, from the defensive side. Uh, the freaks that we like to say, the combine monsters. And it was unfortunate that we weren't able to see that, um, you know, that ND Pro Day, too. I mean, that was going to be a busy day. We've talked about it on this podcast before, even with some of the guys like Wimbush, Devin Studsville, some of those guys that transferred out, that was going to be a very busy day for NFL scouts. I got to ask you, though, you know, you played in perhaps one of the best, you know, had one of the best runs for, you know, three, four year era here at Notre Dame. You played on three 10 win seasons and you were able to make it to the college football playoff. What was it like to make it to the college football playoffs? Oh, dang. Yeah, the college football playoffs. That was a, I was a surreal experience. That, that was, that was certainly a, a fun year. That was my first year starting. And like, yeah, so I don't know it was fun. Like we were stacked, like the team, like, I don't know. We just had a love for a close team. Like I feel like, and I feel like that's partially why we made it so far. And I don't know, like our defense was stacked. I love the guys and it, it was just fun. And we honestly thought we were going to win it all. And I mean, it's sad to like that we fell short of our goal but like I don't know it was that was a special team and it was a it was a memorable experience yeah you talk about you guys thought about winning it all and you guys had that idea of winning it all and there's a lot that the media and the fans really don't see off the field so what are some things that we as the public don't see that Brian Kelly does that keeps Notre Dame at that elite level um coach Kelly um coach Kelly he's just He's really he just does well, really well organizationally. Like um, he does a great job delegating. Like he has the resources it needs, like the coaches it needs, like the mental performance training that it needs, like any resource like possible. He makes sure that the team has it, and I think that's something that he just does exceptionally well. Like make sure the team has everything that it needs in order to function and achieve our goal. So, yeah, Coach Kelly. How comfortable should we feel about um, Notre Dame this year if we do get a season? Um, obviously, the season is all up in arms. We have no idea when we're actually going to get sports back. But, you know, with you being a senior, you have extended all of your eligibility. How do you feel leaving the program um, with them moving forward with the guys they have? Um, I, I feel well leaving leaving them. Like, uh, like I said, like we – the team always has one goal and that's to win a national championship. And I feel like everybody, all the young guys like had great and prime examples of like what it's like to, to, to run towards that and pursue that, that goal and to, I don't know, to give it the best. So I think the team is in good hands. I mean, I'm excited to see how it all turns out, especially with like them not having like spring ball and that like being so crucial to like, developing a team and like getting a team started so i'm just i'm i don't know i'm curious i'm interested to see how the season goes for all teams and like how they're going to bounce back from this pandemic so but i think there's great guys on the team and i know 
I don't know. I feel like I know they're they'll have a great team. I do have to ask because I'm the resident Ian Book guy here. Will we see Ian Book raising the Heisman Trophy at the end of uh, the next college football season? They're putting the pressure on him. Will we see Ian Book in the Heisman? I think yeah, totally. Yeah, I feel like Ian Book has all the <laughs> all the. Hope he gets it because he's a great player. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, though. Like you said, though, Esmar, it's it's one of those things where what you do in the dark comes to light. So you better hope that, you know, all of the individual players are taking care of their one of one right now while everyone's away. So that when we get, you know, when they get back to South Bend, everything is, you know, working and we can get, you know, into the groove of things. I want to ask you, though, um, one guy on offense Uh and one guy on defense that maybe not, you know, not everybody knows to look out for next season. Offense and ah uh, for okay for defense, I gotta go with my guy Jeremiah. Jeremiah, uh, yeah, he's he's gonna. I mean, if he didn't already shock the world with his last uh, this last season, I think he would certainly be consistent and do it again. Uh, I had to see him play and I'm excited to see him ball. He's a freak athlete. He's a freak talent, and he uh, yeah. He contributes certainly, and for offense, probably Kevin Austin. I'm I'm excited to see him. I know that he played well and gave it his all against the scout uh, on scout last year for the defense, and I'm excited to see how that how that plans out for him. I'm excited to see him actually be able to touch the field and get going in the game. So yeah, those are, some, those are the two guys that came to my mind. As someone who really saw it through at Notre Dame, someone who played on those scout teams, someone who you know, started day one on campus as, you know, just the new guy on campus. It's time to get work. And there was a lot of people in front of you on that depth chart when you got here. How was it, you know, if you could speak to some of the younger recruits, not necessarily just on Notre Dame, but across the country that are arriving on college campuses on what it's like to, you know, trust your own processes and, you know, break through to now where you're, you know, going to hear your name, hopefully called in the NFL draft. Yeah. Um, I just say to go in there with a, with a work mentality, like once you get there right away, even if the even if your circumstance or your position and doesn't turn out the way you want it to, and you end up on scout team, I mean, give it your all and just work hard and just like keep the faith that it will turn out well. Like put your head down and grind. Like that was my thing, and that's what I did. And to like I had the opportunity to touch the field and start for myself. So certainly, just keep your head down, keep faith, and just keep working to become a better player. So I gotta ask you on that topic. What are your three favorite memories from your time at Notre Dame? Three favorite memories. Um, I don't know. Uh, probably three games. Probably um, my freshman year, I traveled to the Clemson game uh, in 2015. That game was crazy. Um, most definitely the playoff game against Clemson, and then this year against Georgia was was pretty was it was up there. So, I think those three games and those experiences were probably one of the probably one of my favorite top three experiences at Notre Dame. I'm sure one of those games will be an answer in this next question, but what is your favorite stadium you've played in so far? Favorite favorite stadium? Yeah. Ah, see. Um, so I guess it would be between the Georgia and the Clemson game. So the Georgia, Georgia I was game. Gonna say, I was going to say, those were pretty <laughs> solid answers, and I knew that one of those was probably going to be was going to be that answer. That Georgia no, yeah. game on TV was electric. I can only imagine what that was like being oh, on the yeah. field for that. In person, I've never I've never experienced anything like it. It was it was definitely a memorable game. Just like everything, like and just the hype, just the crowd, 
like the lighting stuff that they did like it was just like a pretty geeked atmosphere so yeah it looked so pretty nice yeah yeah <laughs> it's like a concert it was like a too. concert light show <laughs> no it was like a concert stick, certainly <laughs> i'll stick with that stadium topic is there one stadium in the nfl that you're particularly looking forward to playing in uh no i've never had like a I don't know, like a super liking for any of the stadium. Coach I will stadium, give Indianapolis credit though. Lucas gotta, Oil Stadium. The, yeah, I gotta go with Lucas Oil. <laughs> Lucas Oil is a. So, uh, yeah. I love that. When they when Notre Dame played Purdue, I thought we need to play more games at Lucas Oil. No, yeah, Lucas Oil. That'll be that'll be dope. Just like a high school high school <laughs> championship game at Lucas Oil. Yeah, so I guess it'll yeah. be dope to get back in there. Were you able to uh, get a state title in high school? Yeah, my uh, senior year won the state state championship played in lucas oil so yeah i guess i gotta bring it back to lucas oil the hometown <laughs> the hometown kid mr indianapolis himself as marv law <laughs> but um other than that i mean you played you played with like we said earlier in the podcast some of the most talented teams that we've seen at least in our lifetime here at notre dame on offense and defense who are the three most talented players that you played with offense three e yeah when i when people usually ask me this question like i automatically say Jalen smith because my freshman year when Jalen was here he was probably like the most fascinating like athlete that I've seen play the game at that position and I still hold to that like I haven't seen anyone <laughs> play the position to the, the ability that I've seen him do it day in and day out so I most definitely go with Jalen uh for that but there's been so many guys through Notre Dame that's like been great athletes like I don't know, Sheldon Day, Quentin Nelson, like Ronnie Stanley. I mean, these are all these are first round. These are some first round. I don't know. Like that's that's. What I was like, stop. I was like, stop naming the All Pro team, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we've had some great athletes come to Notre Dame. Yeah, it's always a tough one. Oh, yeah. You don't have to answer it if if it's too tough. But we we like to ask because we like to see um, what different players value or or think are not necessarily better players, but everyone. Even coaches and GMs, they all have their guy or their prototypical player. So it's something that we always ask. But Jalen Smith, that that dude is a freakish athlete. I'm so happy to see that he's been able to bounce back the way he has for the Dallas Cowboys because that was a very devastating injury. And, and it's always those like non-contact ones are the ones that end up being the worst. And, of course, he was doing it in an honorable effort out there in the Fiesta Bowl just trying to win us a bowl game. So someone that definitely right. uh, embodied what Notre Dame football is about and is showing it in the league. And other guys, like you said, Quentin Nelson, I mean, you might as well write his ticket to Canton already. Like, that man is nuts at football. He, <laughs> he, uh, he, I'm sure I'm sure you've, well, you probably saw it on the sideline, but that clip that went viral of that crackback block in the Georgia game in South Bend is like the best block I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. That's Quentin. Yeah. But <laughs> I, was, I mean, I was that, about to say that go, that's, that's gotta be him. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, but other than that, I mean, some of the games that you brought up, like the Georgia game this year, you know, the, the Clemson game in 2015, these are those like, uh, what would you say? I would say they're more like measuring stick games to see where Notre Dame really is at currently. And we're right there. Um, what was it like, though, playing, you know, because you play with with the independent schedule at Notre Dame, you played teams from across the nation, though. What would you say is where did you say you had not necessarily the most trouble, but what conference would you say um, were the the best teams, I would say? Um, I don't necessarily I don't know if I would say there's a 
the best conference. I feel like Notre Dame always plays at least like five or six ACC games a year. Yeah, they do every year. So they don't they don't get a twelve like game schedule full independent. Yeah, so that's that's part of because I think uh, basketball and all the other sports are ACC, but football for I think they'll probably stay independent unless something crazy happens where like we get a chance to go to the college football playoff. And since we're not a conference championship or a conference champion, we don't go. But I guess to kind of rephrase it, not to say what the best conference is, but outside of the ACC, where would you say the most talented teams that you played against were? Uh, most talented teams? Um, I don't know. I'm certainly, I'd have to think of, I have to think on that. Certainly the Clemson, Clemson 15 in, uh, in the playoffs, Georgia, Michigan. Um, it's really just like a wide variety of teams. And that's I think that's the one thing that I like about Notre Dame being independent and not being in that conference is that you can schedule your Michigans and you can schedule your USC's and your Georgia's and things like that and still be competitive. But I agree with you, Brandon. I think it's going to take that pit bubble spot for them to join a conference. But it's tough. It's tough. It's definitely uh, an interesting ride. but. I, I like where we're at. I like being able to schedule that wide variety. And you get the home and homes. Like I just actually saw this morning. Well, this was breaking news a million years ago, but I just remembered that we played Bama in 2028 and 2029. So that's going to be awesome. Oh, sweet. Yeah. They, I mean, like you said, though, I mean, they do. Something schedule. to look forward they, to, right? They do. Yeah. When you see Mr. Bilal on the sideline with all the guys. <laughs> but it. <laughs> It's, uh, it's something that sideline passes, see him on the jumbotron, give everyone the wave. <laughs> I like seeing the guys out there at the game. We saw Quentin Nelson actually at uh, the Boston College game. We went to the Boston College and the Navy game. So I would say those two games were probably the two most dominant. And then you, had, you throw the Duke in there. You guys won like 100 to like seven in those three games. So it was it was nuts to see that. Um, but, I mean, again, you, you played on one of the better – competing teams with the three 10 win seasons you know you had a couple of different bowl victories one over lsu we had iowa state this year you had a really successful career at notre dame um do you have words of advice to future recruits on you know how to take how to best take advantage of uh, the resources that notre dame provides you um yeah i say just just buy in i mean the coaches and like the older guys definitely know what they're saying like i know especially coming in as a younger guy you kind of know that kind of think that you you know everything but i say just like when i became when i maximized like my abilities and my talents was when I just bought into everything. So, yeah, just make sure you use all the resources, nutrition, strength and conditioning, academic center, like everything, just to buy in holistically, just to become just a better person and all. So that's, that would be my advice, is just buy into buy into the program. What's the what, what's the yeah. one thing you're going to miss leaving South Bend? Um, I feel kind of, I feel like uh, everybody says it, but probably, probably the guys. Like, I'm going to miss being with the boys. I'm going to miss, I mean, because you're with these same guys every day, day in, day out, through grinding through chill time like all most of your time is with the boys so it's like that's probably what i'll miss most is these friendships and brothers brotherhoods like yeah that'll probably be the thing i miss most about being at notre dame but yeah that was actually the perfect segue what are or who are some of your best friends on the team i mean all the i mean they all my boys i don't want to do favorites but <laughs> certainly uh that is it's always the, it's always the tough ask. one yeah, yeah so i don't know there's we love they, uh, for all of them but <laughs> we asked a basketball player on our NIU podcast and I just really didn't crunch the numbers on like, yo, 75 people around on a football team and like 13 on a basketball. It's going to be some hurt feelings, but you know, it is, what it is. That, that's one of the things too. Um, that's that 16 class, that 16 class that came in and, and you know, the guys 
in and around your class. It's a very talented group. A lot of guys are playing here in the NFL, have already gotten paid. Some are working on their second contracts. It's it's great to see. We, we, we talked about it um, previously on the podcast. We got the Notre Dame Chargers out there in, uh, in L.A. So it's definitely been cool to see where you guys land. And it's one of my favorite parts about the NFL draft every year. Uh, we're Bears fans, so I mean – we don't really we, we kind of have a Notre Dame connection, but we don't really you know, we don't really take too many chances. We have one current Notre Dame player, and that's Alex Bars. And I really am glad that we were able to get him. But I don't know if we're able we're going to be grabbing any Notre Dame players here in the draft. But whatever team does end up scooping you up, it's going to be it's going to be fun to see, because I think with the no pro day, um, you know, the no combine and all that stuff, you're gonna, you're a guy that's always just gotten it done you don't need actually you know you don't need all the extra stuff you go out there and you get to it um especially out there you know getting after the quarterback and getting you know on the run fits i watched your tape i watched you know the full georgia game tape there's a couple other full games out there for our all 22 listeners and go ahead and check the film you're always around the football able to make plays and i think you'll be a good value uh, for someone either there on day two or day three to pick up and someone that's going to come in and work hard. Um, other than that, though, I want to ask you because I know you were uh, was it a fifth? You were a fifth year senior this year, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so what did you get your undergrad degree in, and then what are you currently working on in grad school? Uh, so I'm not in grad for, but I did a semester. But um, my undergrad major was I was a sociology major with a business econ minor. So yeah, that's what I studied. Okay. Well, I mean, a person that knows a lot about people is always going to be able to do do well in the world and and just make sure. That that I guess, you you know, you always know what people are thinking or what their mindset is towards things. Uh, but helping people is something that we always ask about, you know, with, when we have guests on the show. Is there currently, you know, either a charitable organization or any programs that you're working with off the field? No, I'm not. I'm not working with any programs or anything now. But I mean, I soon hope to, especially if I make it uh, into the league. So that's that is my plan. So, yeah. What do you like off the field? Do you like uh, do you like to work on anything? Like, do you have any projects that you work on, maybe music or some people design clothes stuff of that nature no i mean i don't i don't i I don't have any projects that i've been doing i mean i've done some stuff just as like volunteering and stuff and like food drives or homeless like shelter stuff like that but i don't have any projects of my own that i've kind of got started up but that's certainly something that uh i'll be looking looking towards just kind of focused on football right now yeah and i was gonna say you gotta stay six feet away from people at the moment with the social distancing so (laughs) There's not too much charity work going on, but it's always something that we ask. And, you know, with the NFL draft on the horizon and, you know, only one could imagine it's going to be a weird schedule going forward because traditionally uh, with the draft, you get, you know, rookie mini camps and OTAs and all that stuff. And it's kind of all out of whack. So the best thing that you can do is just control your one of one, just stay in shape, be ready for that phone call. And then when that phone call is made. I already know your bag's going to be packed and you're going to be ready. You're going to have the lunch pay. You know, I actually said it quite a few times on on the podcast this season. Our resident lunch pail guy on defense was you. I had you as the player of the game quite a few times, and I I really do admire the tenacity that you do play with. So it's going to be great to see where you land here in the draft. Well, I thank I thank you for that. I appreciate that. So yeah. Yeah, I mean you were a leader on, on I mean you were a leader on such a, a quick defense and like Brandon talked about, we were both at that Navy Boston College games and the defense in those two games, man, those those were incredible defensive performances and uh I agree with everything Brandon said. It's gonna be fun to see where you end up. Uh I agree with the the quick, tough, physical linebacker type that, that Brandon said you are and uh and 
I think we're both excited to see where you end up. So thank you. I appreciate it. Respect. Do you have any words to uh, Notre Dame faithful and as well as the, you know, Notre Dame recruits, because it is a good recruiting class that we have coming in this year? Uh, go get the national championship. We got one mission at Notre Dame, and that's just to graduate all his players and to win a national championship. So keep the mission alive and go get it. That's that's pretty cut, cut and dry. Absolutely what everyone wants to see. And one thing that we always talk about on this podcast we want to see you guys get your degree. I'm glad you were able to grab yours from Notre Dame. But we don't want, you know, guys that are coming here to just solely play football. Obviously, we want you to be talented at football, and that's all and great. But we want you to also take advantage of the education that's in front of you, and that's something you are able to do. Um, now you're, you know, looking forward to a career in the NFL. So I hope that that definitely pans out for you. Uh, but, Ethan, do you have any uh, wrap-up thoughts here for our guest here as Mark? I just want to thank you for coming on, uh, reiterate the fact that uh, we're both excited to see you go through this draft process uh, this upcoming week, and, and we're excited to hear where you, uh, as well as the other Notre Dame guys, go because we're, we're, we're big football guys here, and, and we love watching you guys on Saturdays, and obviously the ultimate goal is to watch you on Sunday, and you're right there, so we're looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one last question, uh, you know, do you have any wrap-up thoughts for Notre Dame faithful, the fans, the followers, the listeners, the people that have been supporting you the last four years? Um, yeah, just thanks for all the support. Thanks for always selling out the selling out the stadium and just making sure like that the guys have people to fall back on. So we got a great fan base, and we can sure me and speaking for the on behalf of the rest of the team appreciate that. So thank you. We absolutely love to hear that. That was as Mar Bilal, outside linebacker in the 2020 NFL draft class, coming here out of Notre Dame. As Mar. I got to thank you first and foremost on behalf of the ONTAP Sportsnet for joining us here for the podcast here. I know it's probably one of the busiest times of your life, but I also want to thank you too for your time here at Notre Dame. It was fun seeing you fly around the football, making plays. And like Ethan said, the ultimate goal is, you know, it's fun watching you guys play on Saturday, but we love it even more to see you play on Sunday. This week, we find out where you land and where the next chapter begins for Mr. Bilal. Uh, But other than that, this was Irish on Tap presented to you by the ONTAP Sportsnet. We're going to be on the, uh, you know, we're going to be here with another episode of Irish on Tap in the middle of the week right before the draft giving you guys somewhat of not necessarily a mock draft but a little bit of a forecast on where we think our guys here in the 2020 Notre Dame Irish draft class will land but other than that we are Irish on Tap and we'll catch you next time.